Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and we are talking Step 5, Accountable, tonight. And we are also going to weave into how when we are accountable, we also want to be accountable to our values and the things that we value. We are super excited to get going tonight. And to do that, I'm going to welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Fair. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, and I can't wait to have a discussion about values. That sounds great. Yes. I am excited for this discussion, too, especially because of the guest coach we have on tonight. So, listeners, please welcome Amy Mead. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. We are One so of our happy favorite have- people. Yes, Amy is one of our really good friends, and we have finally gotten her on the show with us. So we are super excited to have her here. So, Amy, why don't you introduce yourself a little to our audience? Great. Thanks, Kelly. Um, My name is Amy Mead. I am a certified fearless living coach and certified fearless trainer, and I also own my own business, which is called Divine Willow Wellness. And in addition to my coaching and teaching, I do some wellness practices through there, like aromatherapy and Reiki. Awesome. So share with us, what does accountable mean to you? Well, I love the topic of accountability because I would have called myself accountable all of my life. And what I've realized more recently is that I was accountable to everyone else and I wasn't really accountable to myself. And that's something Mm -hmm. that has taken some work, but I think it's as important, if not more important to be accountable to yourself as it is to be accountable to others. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have to always start with ourselves, right? Yep. That's yeah. what we say here in Fearless Living, for sure. And it's, uh, I think I, I can really resonate with what uh, Amy's saying, because I think until I came to Fearless Living, until I really understood how important it was to value myself uh, and put myself first, it was really I just accountability meant doing what I said for everybody else. And it meant you could count on me. I, you know, I would jump up and do whatever needed to be done because I was accountable. And I think that that's, that's really one of the most um, interesting aspects of accountability is that really, unless we can be accountable to ourselves, it's really difficult to not beat ourselves up when we don't finish something or, uh, feel like we're less than because we didn't follow through on something that we had, uh, you know, accepted taking on that was really beyond our scope of skills or whatever it was. It was that, you know, I've always talked about how I'm a recovering perfectionist and I, I wanted to do everything perfect. 
mainly because I, I wanted to be seen as accountable and competent and really didn't think about being accountable to myself or being competent to my own values and goals like we're going to talk about tonight. So I really resonate yeah. with what Amy said. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we make a commitment to ourselves to go walking three days a week and we don't, nobody knows that but us, right? So it makes it a lot easier to say, oh, it's really cold tonight. I'm not going to go or, oh, I'm really tired. I'm going to sleep in. And it's really easy to let ourselves down, to not show up. For ourselves, If we've drawn a certain line about a behavior and then someone steps over that line and we don't do anything about it, then we're not being accountable to our boundaries that we've set. So there's a lot of different ways that we kind of compromise ourselves and being accountable to ourselves and justify it by being accountable to other people. Hmm. So tonight, we are going to be talking about values, and I think that that can be in um, with alignment, in alignment with your values, uh, accountable to that alignment, or you're accountable to the things that you value. So we can take it either way. So Amy, what is the, what is, what is the way that you'd like to talk about values tonight? Yeah, it's um, an interesting question, and I love how you talked about, like, it could go both ways. And I think how I've been thinking about it is using it as a filter when, you know, I'm thinking about people in my life or opportunities that come up and weighing those against what my values are to be able to make decisions about what is you know, what is in my highest good? Like, what decision should I be making based on the alignment with my values? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, that's and I love something that, that you brought up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I love that you brought up the, um, you know, the piece of accountability of walking three times a week. And something that, you know, has come up for me recently is this idea of why, right? Like, why am I doing this? Or, you know, why is it so hard for me to be accountable to some of the things that I've decided to do? And it's really taking a look at, you know, am I doing this because it's aligned with my values or am I doing this because I feel like it should be aligned with my values? because this is what other people are talking about, because this is what other people are doing. And that can be really tricky sometimes, understanding the why behind how you do things and why you do things, um, and really using my values as a way to identify what things really matter to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the filter, using it as a filter, you know, as a way of, just kind of looking at your your decisions, you know, making choices and filtering that through. Does it does it resonate with my values? Does it match what my purpose and passion are? And you know, for me, it's, it's just really matching up with my higher power. And I've 
I've chosen certain characteristics of, of Christ that I want to emulate in my life. And I, I go one, one characteristic, characteristic at a time and practice that. Um, and so that's really what I use to, to filter through whether this is something that is going to help me in that pursuit and guide me and direct me as I, as I take that on as, as a important thing for my life, my values, my purpose. And for me, that, that's, that's what makes sense. But for somebody else, it might be another way of using it as a filter. But for me, that's what really makes sense for me and assists me on a daily basis. Yeah, when you were talking, Amy, it made me think of um, expectations that we have of ourselves or that we feel others have of us. And are we being accountable? Are we holding ourselves accountable to those expectations? Yet we don't, it's really not something that is important to us or is um, in alignment with our priorities or our values or whatnot. And how connecting with ourselves and really asking ourselves those questions, we can then say, okay, I don't need to be accountable to this because it's not mine, it's theirs. Right? Mm -hmm. Or that really doesn't line up with what I want to do. So I don't need to be accountable to it. And I think that that's a really great point of bringing in uh, another way that we can become aware and get connected to ourselves to really see where our willingness level might need to improve, right? Um, So it's another way of looking at the steps and – and how they kind of flow one to another, even though I kind of switched them, switched the order up a little, but, um, you know, really getting connected to what, what do we really want to hold ourselves accountable to? Like if with the walking three times a week, that's one of my goals, which is why I have it <laughs> as my mm-hmm. example. Like, am I really committed to walking three times a week? Because if I was, I would, right? So I'm not really committed to walking three times a week. So why is that? Is it really something that um, I'm connected to, or is it something I really want, or is it a should? You know, do I think I should move three times a week? And because it's a should, I um, I don't. I don't do it because I see it as a should. So then it's a mindset shift. How can I get it to a choose? Um, So a lot of um, accountable can really connect to, um, to the other steps and helping you realize, okay, do I really want to hold myself accountable to that or not? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes it just comes down to the framing or the wording of it and how um, you react to it. So, you know, you were talking about walking three times a week. And, you know, one of my goals is also movement. Um, But another one of my goals is around listening to my body and resting when I need to rest, Um, you know, Um learning to take better cues from my body. So those two things could be in conflict and wording it in such a way, right? Like for me, 
saying, you know, walking three times a week, I might not be able to, depending on, you know, depending on how I'm doing and how much rest I need. But wording it in such a way to say, you know, like moving at least three times a week as long as I feel up to it or as long as I don't need the extra rest, right, or saying um, mm-hmm. moving on days that I don't need to rest, right? It's it's just sort of the reframing and aligning more with my depth. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that really uh, really brings up the whole concept about uh, c- compassion, you know, like Kelly is saying, I'm being honest with myself. If I really want, do I really want to do this? And then layering that with compassion for can I do this? And is this in the best interest of my health at this moment? And how can I reframe that in order to support what I, you know, what I want to do? And I, I think that that really illustrates that whole a component of compassion as well as honesty and personal responsibility, which I think personal responsibility equals accountability. And, um, you know, so, so kind of massaging that um, and not, not beating ourselves up, but really um, evaluating and, and reframing what that means and what does that look like under the circumstances? Um, you know, I just, I'm thinking like realistically, you know, yeah, and I think, yeah, that, and I think you like, know, setting those goals as a way to motivate you to take action and build healthy habits, right, as opposed to setting goals that maybe you can't keep. And, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you know, then you're just sort of, you know, feeling bad every week that, you know, you only walk twice. And that's, a, you know, a good opportunity for you to reevaluate and renegotiate your um you know, intentions and say, okay, well, what happens if I say two times a week? Is mm-hmm. that more mm-hmm. aligned with what I'm capable of? And, um, you know, still sort of holding that value of movement. So just being really honest with yourself. Yeah. And, and yeah, tempering absolutely. that with, with compassion. I think that that's a really important component of that. I know that I, I had an int- I have an intention of you know, taking care of myself in order to have an abundance of energy. So if I decided that I didn't want to, I wanted to eliminate sugar from my, you know, from my diet, knowing that I have more energy when I don't eat sugar and then reevaluating that when it was really difficult and I felt like I was cheating if I had any sugar uh, to change it to I'm going to have less sugar and then go at it from that way where I'm, I'm having compassion, yet I'm still committed to, uh, reducing the amount of sugar that I eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going from doing something not at all to starting a new habit, giving yourself a reasonable baby step, you know, plan of action is going to support you to actually do that goal. Like so many people you know, want to stop something cold turkey or start something, you know, right away. And they don't give themselves a lot of flexibility to be slowly doing it better. So for me, I'm going from not really having very much movement at all 
to telling myself that I'm going to do yoga three times a week and walk three times a week. So if I do yoga once, I'm pretty excited about it because I was doing nothing, right? So if I walk, (laughs) then I'm still improving, right? And every day is an opportunity for me to do better. Every week is Mm -hmm. an opportunity to do better. So, you know, or maybe one day I'm doing a lot of cleaning around the house and I count that as my movement, you know. So I allow myself a lot of flexibility because not every day is going to allow me the time or the energy to do something extra. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point about celebrating all the wins. Um, And as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, some of those goals or intentions, you could almost say, you know, like you're willing to practice working up to walking three times a week, right? So any Mm -hmm. amount of that that you do, you're celebrating and you know that your goal is to get up to three times a week, but you're not setting an unreasonable goal for yourself out of the gate. Yeah. Absolutely. I was working with a client uh, a couple weeks ago and she's trying to set these new goals for herself of when she goes to bed and when she wakes up. And she wants to like say she's going to go to bed like three hours before she normally does and she wants to wake up three hours before she normally does and I'm like let's try one hour and if you do a half an hour earlier we'll we'll still celebrate that you know it's and we talked we talked a little bit later and she's like I'm really glad that you that you had me agree to those more reasonable hours because I've been able to do it and I was like, great, you know, and, and once you can get comfortable there, then you can then you can move it up a little bit more, you know, and a little bit more. But trying to trying to go to bed three hours earlier, you're going to lay there and go, why am I doing in bed? You know, so <laughs> it'd be like someone who normally goes to bed at 11 trying to go to bed at 8. That's a big difference. <laughs> right? So, uh, you know. Give yourself that that leeway to still hold yourself accountable, but walk towards that that um, that thing you're you're wanting to start valuing or you're wanting to start aligning yourself with. Walk towards it in baby steps. Yeah, I think about, like, airplanes, right, and they need a runway. Like, you can't just go from, like, the ground up and start flying. Like, you need to build up that speed to get off the ground. And it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Like, you need to build up to it. You can't just go, you know, straight into it. Yeah, that's a great analogy. And I also think, like, one thing that comes up for me – you know, is the thought of having accountability buddies or having someone mm-hmm. that you want to team up with for accountability. And that is another place where I feel like values really come into play because 
if you're not choosing an accountability buddy who has the same values as you, it's likely that that's just not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and I think about, um, you know, I think about sometimes it's the people who you're around most of the time, right? And if you're mm-hmm. not, you know, if you're not doing the things that you're thinking of setting goals for now and neither are they and that's not something they value, um, you know, sometimes you have to look outside for that. Sometimes you have to mm-hmm. find someone else, like really seek out someone who sort of exhibits the behaviors or the values that you aspire to and – yeah setting an intention to connect with them or, um, you know, have them be your accountability buddy. Yeah. And sometimes to make What? I said it's time to make I some new friends. Sometimes, oh, go ahead. No, I just couldn't hear what you said. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's one concept that, uh, if you're if you're a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist, asking for accountability, buddy, is a huge step. And I think that it's it's probably one of the most uh, helpful ways to to open up and be vulnerable is to ask for help. And I know I have several accountability buddies. I have some clients that just check in with me every morning and every night, with just with a quick, I did it, you know. Uh, or I need some support, or mostly it's just I did it, and that's all it takes to help them to follow through and stay stay true to their commitment to themselves. And I think that, again, is, is not the easiest thing to do, but I just encourage people to do that because it's it's really – yeah, it's a successful way to hold yourself accountable and to help with another person and have that person help you in that process. Yeah, I know that anytime I really want to get something done uh, that I don't normally do, I need to have accountability partner because it's not just Mm -hmm. enough for me to want to get it done. I need to have someone else be there and be on my team and not want to let down. <laughs> well, so. and not judge you, and not judge you for it either. And I think, I think it's a choice, you know. And it's a choice that isn't easy for some people to make, but I think it's probably one of the most powerful choices we can make when we're struggling with being accountable to ourselves. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, Terry, that you brought up just the idea of just a quick check-in. It Mm -hmm. is amazing to me how powerful a check-in can be. And knowing it's like the difference between just you deciding to get up and do it and knowing that, you know, like, I'll have to check in with you to let you know that I did Mm -hmm. it. It's it's like amazing the difference that can make in um, your willingness to get it done. Yeah, and it yeah, for sure. And in my life before fearless living, before I learned all of these tools and strategies and the principles, I would never have done that because to me that would have been a weak thing to do. If I couldn't do mm-hmm. it myself then then I was weak. 
and I would beat myself up. And now I, I understand the power and vulnerability, the power and willingness, the power in reaching out, not just for myself, but for the person who assists me. It's just there's nothing more gratifying than, you know, being a, a part of that journey with someone as they develop that, you know, you develop that connection and that camaraderie of uh, of growth together. And it's just, it's an amazing connection. Yeah, we're almost out of time, Lainey. So I want to get give Amy a, a moment. If there was one thing you would want our listeners to give from this call tonight, what would it be? And then I'd also like you to share with us how our listeners can get a hold of you or if you have any uh, things coming up that they might want to attend um, and share that information with us. Thanks, Kelly. Um, I guess the one thing I would say is just, you know, like I was saying at the beginning of the call, I think it can be a really powerful practice to just think about things through the lens of what your values are. So as you are considering options, opportunities, um, you know, what you're doing, I feel like more so today than ever, people just have an abundance of things to do and these, you know, never-ending to-do lists and so many different options going on, especially, you know, now that a lot of things have gone virtual because of the pandemic. And it can be really overwhelming. And I think an easy um, way to prioritize is really just to look at everything through the lens of your values and decide, you know, what comes first. So a good example for me is one of my values is connection. So if I have three options for something to do tonight, you know, three different things going on, I'll think, well, which one gives me the most connection? And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's how I'll make decisions. So I think just, just kind of think about that as you go forward. And um, if anyone, you know, wants to get in touch with me again, um, the name of my business is Divine Willow Wellness and my website is just divinewillowwellness.com and you can always reach me um, at amy at divinewillowwellness.com and I'm happy to set up time to chat with anyone who might want to talk about values or anything else they have going on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we have just loved having you here and having you share with us about being accountable to ourselves and how we can use our values as a filter to do so. Thanks, guys. I really, really enjoyed this and always love talking to both of you. Ditto, ditto. We love. So we just want to remind our listeners that the 12 Steps Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the founder and CEO of Fearless Living. And if you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. If you'd like to know more about Terry and I, you can always go to fearlessgenerations.org or find us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram under the same name. We'd love to have you join our Facebook group, which is Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. And you can find that on Facebook with 
facebook.com slash group slash fearless generation. So it's really easy to find us anywhere, and you can also just message us. So we would love to have connection with you and uh, support you in any way of moving past your fear and getting to that place that you would like to be. We also want to let you know that on the 24th of February, we will be having a free webinar on expectations. And one of those symptoms of expectations is silent contracts. And it's going to be at 5 Pacific time. And we would love to have you there. If you'd like more information about that, you can find it on the website or also in our Facebook group and on our Facebook page. So please check that out. It is free. It is one hour. And you're going to get lots of information and tools to walk away with. Terry, is there anything you would like to say in the minutes we have left? No, I would just encourage people to reach out uh, to others to develop uh, partnerships with uh, friends that are like-minded and uh, don't don't consider that a weakness. Look at it as a strength and an opportunity to grow and to uh, help to be accountable Absolutely. to yourself. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It always starts with you. Just remember that. It yep. always starts with you. The more accountable you can be to yourself, the more accountable you can be to others. So keep that in mind, everyone. And until next week, be fearless. Thank you, Amy. Be fearless. Thank you, guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 